doing. It's something we're all about. Do things this holiday season because otherwise you're stuck inside with your family. So committing to a multi-month DIY project is a great way to avoid committing to them. Nothing beats the smell of paint fumes and wood shavings to keep your kids away from that room you've been renovating since back in March. The man cave isn't gonna build itself. So it's time to turn up that toxic masculinity dial up to a thousand and drive your lifted Dodge Ram down here to Home Depot and pick out some nice hardwood or compare similar color swatches and pretend you see the difference between them. Build some shit during this pandemic. Build lots of shit. Or just come for the really nice smell that my mom always really complains about, but it's honestly super nice. Home Depot. Because that's what men do. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. No Shia LaBeouf. Do it! Oh my God! Oh, he, he's sh- no. I'm kidding. I won't do that. I love this soundboard. We really have to use it more often. What what is this one? Give me that pussy. Yeah, that one's great. So yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Um, the show where an angry millennial complains about the people in charge of our society. My name is Alex Mador. I'm that angry millennial, and I'm glad you're joining me on this here episode. I took Monday off, so there was no episode. Um, there's nothing wrong with your podcast app. I'm sorry about that. If you were on Twitter on Monday and follow me at Alex underscore Mador, uh, you saw that I went through a kind of self-destructive mental breakdown, <clears throat> and I'm sorry you had to see that. I was going through some really bad shit and started tweeting out dark self-destructive things and you know a few of you reached out which was really nice of you thank you for checking up on me it was really uh it was a dark time i went out i bought a ton of alcohol cigarettes smoked a like one quarter of a cigarette and started gagging threw the whole pack out got drunk tweeted some more self-destructive shit passed out you know, I it sucked, but the next day was slightly better. I went to class, made my final presentation, and people loved it. Thank you. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sweet. So um so that was cool and I took I I took my anxiety medication beforehand which helped a lot um and I'm on it today I've been taking it the past few days and it's helped um but yeah the presentation went well everyone had to fill out a presentation evaluation form and give them to the presenter 
And this girl wrote a heart next to my name, which I thought was very sweet. I don't know if she was just being really nice or was shooting her shot with me, but I'm I'm a taken man. You know, I, I got a ring on for a reason, right? I am truly flattered. <laughs> I'm flattered, though. Like, holy shit, dude. Wow. I guess I, I guess I still got it. I don't know. Like, I mean, I fit my clothes a little better now. I've been working out, fasting, lost some weight, looking a little, a little, a little better, less dumpy than I did over the summer. I was getting a little fat because I, I wasn't. Oh God, drinking a Coca Cola. I'm sorry, but I, I was getting fat, and then I got my VR headset and started exercising, and that was that helped. I also gave myself a haircut recently. And some people really like it. And other people are clowning me about it online. But hey, like I can I, I can take a joke. I even made a joke about Elon Musk's new haircut, which looks like my new haircut. So now it's not a cool haircut anymore. Was it even? Fuck fuck me, right? Maybe it was a cool haircut in like two thousand sixteen. I've been doing this same thing like, hairstyle since then. It's been, like, what? Five years? Five years. Gonna be six. So I think it's time to change it up and not get the Elon Musk hair. (sighs) But yeah, um, my presentation on attacks against Asians during the COVID-19 pandemic went wonderfully. I will potentially publish my report on Twitter once it's been finalized and graded if people actually want to read it. Um, There are some really cool studies that professionals have done, and I used their data in my report. Uh, This one group used an algorithm to collect massive numbers of tweets and organize them by how hateful against Asians that they are, and where in the U.S. that those tweets are most concentrated. So they found that metropolitan areas where these attacks were most reported were where these tweets were mostly coming from, which, okay, that makes sense. And a lot of people said really fucked up things about Asians during the first year of the pandemic. You can see that on Twitter. Uh, Once the vaccine rollout began, those angry, hateful people shifted their focus and tweets onto anti-vax rhetoric and onto blaming Dr. Fauci for things he didn't even do. The conspiracy theories took the forefront once Trump left office and people stopped hearing him call it the China virus and other xenophobic things. So I'll let you guys know if I publish this report online. Also, stand up for Asian Americans, your fellow Americans, if you see something wrong happening. We need to look out for one another because these are fucked up times, man. So, um, we've had a crazy week. Not just me, but just everybody, I think. Um, you know, I missed, I missed a lot of news the last few days because of my, my little mental breakdown and bender there. So, let's start with COVID-19 news. I was on Twitter where I saw an article that said how to mentally prepare for another potential lockdown and I almost lost my shit. We can't do this again. It this is not a good sign, my dude. 
Not good at all. Well, I'm slurring. Not good at all. Another lockdown would drive Americans insane. These people can't even keep masks on in public for the safety of themselves and others around them. I was in a group with a bunch of musicians, and one of them posted a work selfie with a mask on. It was cool. All right, you're following the rules. And this girl goes, take that mask off in the, in the group. And I'm, it's like, why, dude? He works in the food industry. You want him to contaminate the fucking food? That's so stupid. Like, people, people can be really dumb. Including myself, but this, in this particular situation, no. Like, they won't do anything to help themselves or others. Joe Rogan was posting anti-mask conservative dad Facebook stories and I was flabbergasted at how ridiculous he's become. I used to like him when he was just talking about weed and aliens, but now he's just a right-wing grifter, shilling alpha brain and toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity? That appalling phrase? But anyways, back to COVID. Scientists are saying that the third dose of the vaccine helps to fight off the Omicron variant. That booster. That's not really a booster, it's a third dose. Um, but I don't know, how are we going to get Americans to take a third dose of the vaccine when so many people believe conspiracy theories about the, the, the vaccine? The one thing that can help us get through this pandemic. I don't have much hope anymore. Yesterday, I was sitting here stoned, and I realized... We're going into our third year of this pandemic. 2020, 2021, now 2022. We'll all be in a fucked up dystopian world where everyone lives in fear and can't do fun shit anymore. I hate it. Like, I'm so tired of saying on this show, get the vaccine. And if you listen to this show, then you've probably gotten it. So why am I yelling at you to do this? I can't believe I can't believe the majority of the time that I've had my cat has been in this pandemic, like in this semi lockdown, always being home. And she has attachment issues now. Doesn't even like when I leave for five hours to go to school. She used to follow me to the bathroom, still tries to. And she used to sit there and watch me poop. Like, it's kind of cute. She's just like staring at me. It's like, oh, like you care. But like, I have stage fright, so it doesn't help when your cat is just staring into your soul while you take a poop, you know? <clears throat> so, year three of the pandemic, let's, uh, let's fucking go, dude. Oh, yeah, here we go. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. And, like, a lot weird. of us are really smart. I'm really smart. Perfect time for everyone to buy an Oculus Quest headset and join me. Join me in the metaverse. I would be the best spokesperson for meta. Like, come on, Zuckerberg. Put me in. Sweet baby race. Hey, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Sweet baby race. In the metaverse, you can be anybody. Like, I know <laughs> I make fun of Zuckerberg all the time, but come on, give me a job. But these fucking, like, I truly believe that this product that they're putting out is is the future. The other day I was at a live Timberwolves game in VR in the stadium with other people who are also in VR. We're all next to each other, hanging out. 
It was almost like actually being there, except I didn't have a beer in my hand. Once they figure that out, it'll be a much better experience. But yeah, the only shit we're going to be able to do without restriction is stuff in the metaverse. If you guys don't get vaccinated. (laughs) And I've talked to enough people who are afraid of that future, of living in the plugged in, you know, living plugged into the matrix. And think that like this is the powers that bees plan to distract us from what's actually happening in the world. And personally, I just think it's a better way to game. Better way for telepresence when there's distance between friends. It's a great way to get work done, meet new people, find entertainment, make money. It's great, dude. And it's going to be all we have if you guys don't get fucking vaccinated. So if you're one of those people who's afraid of the metaverse becoming the norm, then do what you gotta do. Get vaccinated, wear, wear your masks. We gotta, we gotta get out of this pandemic. Otherwise we can't do fun shit. And hopefully we get rid of this Omicron variant and we don't have to go into another lockdown like that stupid fucking article said. Part of me thinks that the media just writes these things to freak people out and make them read their articles and give them that revenue. Definitely part of it. This wouldn't be the first time that they've done shit like that. So, there's your COVID news. I don't want to drag on about that for too long. We'll revisit it later, when it, like, po- politically, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I want to talk about some other shit. Because I've complained about this app before, um, called Loom. It's like a SoundCloud competitor that was all about being for the indie unsigned artists, advocating for them, being a place just for them. But then they started paying people like Neo to put out their music on the site. And that's when things started going south, in my opinion, and in a lot of other people's opinions. Um, so, we're, uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, I've complained, I, I lost my place, I've complained about the app a lot, and how it doesn't do what it says it does, it's done nothing for me, it doesn't help musicians at all whatsoever, other than connecting them with other musicians who are trying to get exposure, it's just musicians helping musicians, which, like, is an echo chamber, no listener wants to use the app. Like a consumer doesn't want to use the app. Only the creators use it. That's not good. That's not a good ecosystem there. And the only artists who make it on that app are paid to be there and their numbers are inflated. Everywhere outside of Loom, these artists have like 400 followers. I have more followers than a lot of these people. Yet, They look like celebrities because Loom was pushing this idea that the app could allow artists to make it in the industry. So the app has done pretty much nothing for me. And I guess that was the case for most people because out of nowhere, my music friends message our Discord. Like, holy shit, dude. And I check out what they're talking about. 
and Loom announced that they're shutting down the app completely in a few days, December 12th, just out of nowhere. So everyone's music catalogs are going to be gone, accounts, subscriptions, all that, and Loom, in this big announcement, says, don't worry, we're not going away forever. In a few weeks, we're going to relaunch as a blockchain NFT music company. I'm not fucking kidding. They've taken the Logan Paul route and started shilling worthless NFTs. And I can't wait to see exactly what they mean by this, but knowing how much they've disappointed people in the past, they'll probably do it again, this time even worse. This is Loom's version of jumping the shark. Because music NFTs are just iTunes with extra steps. We have Spotify and Apple Music now. This is the future. No one needs music NFTs. What, you're going to play a song in a crypto wallet? Like a 1990s hit clip toy? Am I just dating myself there? Like, I'm, I'm old, okay? Um, like, people don't need this. And they don't want it. Everyone I've spoken to about music NFTs thinks it's a dumb idea. Most people I know think NFTs are a dumb idea. Now, if you listen to this show, you know I don't think they're a dumb idea. I just think a lot of them are worthless rug pulls. Loom has lost pretty much everyone's support. They've made so many stupid business decisions, and this is the final nail in the coffin. It's such a douchey thing to drop everything and become an NFT company because that's where you see the most dollar signs for yourself. Honestly, Andre, Max, fuck you guys. You let so many people down. And honestly, I hope your NFT cash grab here that you're planning fails miserably. No one wants to be a part of this cheap shit you're doing. Like I said, no one wants music NFTs. This is stupid. You probably don't even understand what NFTs are. You're literally just doing iTunes over again, but worse. Why wouldn't people just use iTunes then? Since, you know, that's actually usable and trustworthy and it's been around for 20 fucking years or however long it's been. It doesn't even exist anymore, right? iTunes doesn't even exist. So, good luck, Loom. You greedy, greedy fucks. Your app was supposed to be for musicians to get exposure, but you've shown that you don't actually care about musicians. You just care about your wallets. In other blockchain news, um, I, I have gotten into some new NFT shit that I do believe is useful, or more useful than a music NFT <laughs> Which, like I said, is iTunes with extra steps. So yeah, I've gotten into Zed Run. It's crypto horse racing. You buy racehorses on OpenSea. And then you enter them in races for prize money. And it's very addicting, so be careful. I've won a pretty decent amount of money. I was surprised. Uh, my horses are okay. I named a couple of horses, but I sold them later, so... Now somebody has jar of farts and somebody else has sea bussy. Yeah, I'm five years old. But I won't bore you with the details, but 
this is what I think the future of NFTs is. I've been going into the metaverse a lot more this week, and I love it. You know, like we, there are good uses for these things. But again, music NFTs are, are dumb. Very dumb. Like I said, 1990s hit clip. Okay, so back to current events. Oh, here we go. More COVID. Sorry, more COVID news. Kind of. So I just found out that, um, you know, the Senate, the one, the one that supposedly is controlled by the Democrats, the do-nothing Democrats, um, just passed a Republican-led bill that would overturn Joe Biden's vaccine mandates for private businesses. The mandates, as you know, were or are keeping us safe by making employees who work with a hundred or more people get vaccinated. It was a great way to make sure we get back to normal and get people vaxxed, you know, immunized. There's mandates for vaccines for colleges, for the military, all kinds of shit, pre-COVID. So it's not even that big of a deal, but for Republicans, it is for some reason. I I don't know why, but maybe they're scared of needles. I am too, but I still got it. And yeah, like, Democrats have the Senate, and they weren't even able to prevent this overturning from happening, or this bill from passing. And you you know which fucking Democrat joined the Republicans to vote against uh, these vaccine mandates? Mr. Maserati driving Joe Manchin, the Democrat in name only. Here's the, here's the two types of Democrats that we have right now. We have the ones that get absolutely nothing done. And then we have the ones that side with the Republicans and get everything done for them. Joe Manchin needs to be removed. He does. How do we get him out? That guy is ruining society. Like, dude, just fucking run as a Republican if you're going to be siding with him every single time. We've talked before about how Manchin has said America is a republic, he believes, and that he'll continue voting in those interests, within those interests, asserting his Republican views. So, vaccine mandates could end. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said before, get ready for your fucking, get your, uh, uh, f- Wow, I'm stuttering. Get your fucking Oculus headset. Get in the metaverse. That's all we're going to have when everybody is, when the viruses are going around and nobody's vaccinated and we're all fucked. Thanks, Joe Manchin, you greedy, geriatric-looking shitheel. Speaking of shitheel Republicans, we haven't checked in on Ted Cruz in a while. I planned on doing a roast of him on Monday, but then I had my mental breakdown and couldn't, so we're we're doing it now. He's had a lot to say, gone on plenty of Fox News and radio shows, and he has his own podcast, which you, you should go check out, Verdict. You can't escape Ted Cruz, so we just need to make the best of it and clown him for all of eternity. So here he is, complaining about leftism, it looks like. Ted Cruz, Republican senator from the great state of Texas now, member of the Senate Foreign Relations and Judiciary Committees. Great to have you in focus today. Let's start with right where I was with Jackie, and that is Americans on the ground there. And and forget about the optics. We We need action and leadership on this. 
Well, listen, it is profoundly dangerous. There are over 100,000 Russian troops that are massed on the Ukrainian border. This weekend, the Biden administration declassified their own assessment that an invasion is imminent, uh, that it could come as early as January or February of next year. And, and candidly, the administration is trying to prepare everyone uh, for the very substantial possibility of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. The thing to understand, this is Joe Biden's fault. It's Joe Biden's fault for two reasons. Number one, you mentioned just a minute ago, the disaster of Afghanistan, the weakness that Biden showed surrendering to the Taliban. What does that have to do with, um, with Ukraine, dude? This is Joe Biden's fault because one time he said inshallah and he didn't mean it properly. And that led to the entire problem within, within the Ukraine. One time Joe Biden had toilet paper running off his leg. And that is why we can't have peace in the Middle East. Just like things that aren't related to one another. Every enemy of America took a measure of the man in the Oval Office. And that same surrender that we've seen to the Taliban... The rest of the enemies of America were in... We didn't fucking surrender to the Taliban. We left because it was inevitable what was going to happen. What, we're going to stay there forever and and profit off of being there? And hurting life for the people that live there? Like, dude, we're, we don't want to be imperialists anymore. We're trying not to be that. At least on my side here boldened by that surrender but mm. secondly and I, I i don't agree that that made us look weak i think that made us look rational i think a lot of i don't know i gotta ask other countries people from other countries but like i think they've seen this war we've been fighting for the past 20 years in the middle east as useless pointless it's like a second vietnam war and it just uh it needed to end. It needed to end. It's not about looking strong or looking weak. At the end of the at the end of the day, does that stuff even matter? Like stupid fucking optics like that? Like, oh, you gotta be big and strong. Like what what about you, Ted? What about you? Look at you. Your face literally says cuck right on it. Biden very specifically surrendered to Putin on Nord Stream 2. Now, why does Nord Stream 2 matter? Nord Stream 2 is a pipeline that Russia is building to go directly from Russia to Germany. They're doing it because they want to bypass Ukraine. In 2014, Putin invaded Ukraine, invaded Crimea, but didn't continue to invade the rest of the country, didn't go all the way to Kiev. Why? Because right now the Russian natural gas goes through Ukraine through Ukrainian energy infrastructure to get to Europe. And if they had invaded Ukraine, the Ukrainians could have destroyed that pipeline and cut off their ability to get to market. So Nord Stream 2 is all about ena enabling Russia to cut Ukraine out of the transit loop mm -hmm. in order for them to march the tanks, drive the tanks into downtown Kiev. In 2019, I authored bipartisan legislation, sanctions on Nord Stream. He always does this. He like promotes his own shit. This is like a dude that, like, promotes his own mixtape. You know, he's, like, talking to someone. You know, back in, back in 2015 when I put out, when I put out Big, Big Booty Bitches Part 2, 
you know, you remember that one? You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. And the interviewer's like, no, that, that was actually critically panned. Um, everybody hated it. In 2019, I put out a bill that nobody remembers, but I did it. So you should, you should be, your panties are probably getting wet over there. Just from hearing about a bill I authored. Also check out my podcast, Verdict with Ted Cruz, where I talk about having no testicles and how I can get a pair for myself. Because this guy, this short news guy, keeps hurting my feelings. Stream 2 passed both houses of Congress. President Trump signed it into law. And the day that that my legislation was signed into law, Putin stopped construction of the pipeline. It lay dormant for over a year until Joe Biden got elected. Biden. Why would he do that? Because they want to make nice to Germany. The, the, the Biden foreign policy team, you just showed Jake Sullivan. I've joked that their foreign policy team sleeps with votive candles of Angela Merkel under their beds. And, oh and, and Merkel really wants this pipeline. But, but the timing is stunning. Biden was sworn into office on mm-hmm. January 20th, 2024. 2021. 2021. Oh, what? Jeez, Ted is like predicting the future. So are you saying Biden is going to be reelected? You got a you got a crystal ball, Ted, a pondering orb? No, I know he fucked up. I'm I'm being I'm being nitpicky and a douche, and I'm sorry. Let's let him let's let him speak here, so that I can make fun of whatever point he's going to make. Mm-hmm. Putin began rebuilding building the pipeline again on January twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Four. Yeah, that's because he's fucking with him. That's because he's fucking with him. Regardless of who the next president was going to be, as long as it wasn't Trump, Putin was going to do that. He was going to play those mental games. It's not just because it's Joe Biden. It's because it's Vladimir fucking Putin, dude. You should know how he is. You should account for that. That he is a shitty dude. He is a manipulative dude. Once the presidential, once the president changes to a new person, yeah, he's going to try to make their life fucking hell. Days after Biden was sworn into office, Biden waived the sanctions that I had authored that we had imposed on, on Nord Stream 2, waived it at the time he waived it this summer. Both Ukraine and Poland said publicly that by waiving the sanctions, Biden was creating a military threat to Ukraine from Russia. And let me tell you, Harris, Biden could stop this today if he simply revokes the sanctions, revokes the waiver and imposes sanctions. And he's unwilling to do so. If we see tanks in the streets of Kiev, it will be because Joe Biden surrendered to Putin. We never surrendered to Putin, though. That's such a such an exaggeration. Like he's literally just making that up. Joe Biden surrendered to Putin. Joe Biden literally kneeled before Putin and and surrendered. No, he's like, I know he means figuratively, but he's fucking exaggerating. Just because we did things that, you know, are moving towards peace, like pulling out of Afghanistan, that doesn't mean we're showing weakness, it doesn't mean we're surrendering to anybody. It means we're ending a fucking war. Avoiding conflict. 
And, and, and look, Jackie Heinrich was just talking about contingency plans with regard to all of this, but particularly our people on the ground there. Yeah. They, they better have some good plans. Uh, because this is, as you've pointed out, these are our enemies. They're not on our side. These are, these are not honest brokers at the table in terms of getting people out and, and doing the right thing. Nord Stream 2. We, we just got a lesson from the senator. Let's get to this. Some in Congress are demanding a full boycott of the Beijing Olympics rather than the White House's so-called diplomatic boycott. Senator Cotton of Arkansas has been calling for a full boycott, which includes corporate sponsors. Senator Rick Scott went after Olympic broadcaster NBC. Damn, y'all are still criminalizing China? Let me see. Do they have good reason to? Um, Beijing Olympic. Did they? I I heard some somebody told me that um that the U.S. is is doing a complete boycott. Let me see. Maybe not. Remember, this says Canada joins U.S. and allies in Beijing Olympics boycott. Um, oh, diplomatic boycott. Okay. Over human rights concerns. So what they're about to say here, or what Ted's probably going to say here, is that the diplomatic boycott isn't enough, and that it's weak, it's some pussy shit, and Joe Biden needs to call for the entire U.S. Olympics team to also boycott the Beijing Games. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on here. That's what we got. You are a wizard. Saying the network has not done enough to tell stories about the atrocities inside China. And our own Tammy Bruce with this. The same weakness from the Democratic establishment we see abroad that's also present here at home. Pandering to progressives on some of the most I don't know like I think a um, I think a diplomatic boycott of the of the Olympics really does send send a big message. We saw how at least yeah, I read how China did not like that at all. They said something about there being consequences. It's like dude, we're just it's just sports. It's just sports. It's just a it's just a boycott because they don't like what you're doing. People are allowed to disagree with you. If I invite somebody to my birthday party and they say, no, I'm not coming because you did something in your past that was really fucked up and I don't agree with that. Or you're doing something that I really don't agree with so I don't want to go to your birthday party. I'm not going to come at them with... You, there will be consequences to this. Like, what the fuck? That's some psycho shit, dude. Relax. Relax. So, I I don't know. Like, I'm conflicted because I like uh, the Olympics. Like, the Winter Olympics are really fun to watch. But if, um... But if China... China's doing fucked up human rights violation shit, which I know they do, um... Then we should probably... I don't know. We should probably do something. I, I I don't know. Like the diplomatic boycott is good. That's good. We're not sending our government officials there. That sends a that sends a loud enough message. I think.
But hey, if you guys really want, I will. I won't be mad if the government, if our American government, makes the decision to completely pull out our team from the Olympics. If that happens, okay, fine, fine. Like it's sports, not that big of a deal. Um, I'll just watch the X Games instead. It's like probably better, but. No, that's not true. I'm just being salty. Yeah, the X Games are probably better anyways. But, yeah, no, I... I Do what you want with that, Ted. Really, like, do do what you want with the Olympics. Just don't... Just don't criminalize all of China and all of Chinese people. Because that's where things go wrong. That's where, like, people on Fox News see that, yeah, every Chinaman's a fucking problem. And then, like, people like me get yelled at in New York City... Because apparently we're part of the problem. And, you know, that's always fun. Extreme policy positions. Pandering to those who want the most devastation and the most control. The Democratic Party, more than ever, is being driven by miserable, incompetent weaklings. There's no other way to put it. Unable to even fully grasp the implications of their own policies. Jesus. Senator, I want to knit that together with something that you said that was so profoundly memorable moments ago. You talked about capitulation and your word surrender. The Taliban, Putin over over the pipeline. And now this issue. Is there a surrendering with China going on? So unfortunately, there is. The Democratic Party, Joe Biden, has shown weakness to, to China. Now, part of that is structural. The Democratic Party is structurally pro-China. They're major supporters. Big business, big tech, big Hollywood, big universities are all in bed with China. And so the Democratic Party, I introduced an amendment on the floor of the Senate to prohibit the Biden administration from importing any goods, and in particular electric vehicles or solar panels, made with slave labor in concentration camps in China. Every single Democrat except Joe Manchin voted against that. It failed on basically a party line vote because the Democrats, you know, John Kerry, when he was asked about Chinese slave labor, he said, you know, that's not my responsibility. John Kerry is the customer of the year for Chinese. (laughs) No, well, it's not as like shitty as it is. It it's not our place. Um. It's not our place to get involved with such a massive country that is such a huge piece of the entire world economy. And if we upset them, then we're fucked. Everybody's fucked. If we piss off China with their massive army, massive military their their new weapons we we don't stand a fucking chance ted i don't know what you think i don't know what you think dude but we kind of do have to compromise a little bit unfortunately in china we've known forever that human rights violations take place and it's fucking horrible but if we start some shit with them The amount of destruction would be insane. That's my take. That's, personally, that's my take. And I do think the Democrats are kind of pussies. Like, they should at least 
um, criticize it a little. I'm not saying go in and try to intervene. I'm saying John Kerry should be able to say, yeah, the human rights violations, that's fucking bad. I wish they would stop. Or say to China, can you guys stop? Or not, can you guys, but guys, come on, stop doing that. You know? I know that's not really enough. Like, come on, stop, guys. Stop killing those people, guys. Come on. Come on. But it's it's better than doing nothing. And like I said, if we intervene, they will destroy us and destroy the whole economy and everything is fucked. Um, I... I don't know, like, I, I do, I definitely fear the Chinese government a little bit, and, you know, like, I think we all do, but whatever, whatever, right, they, they're huge, have you, have you seen China? It's massive, holy shit, we don't stand a chance. Concentration camps, and he ought to be ashamed, Ooh. Biden ought to be ashamed, we are literally spending hundreds of millions of dollars of U.S. taxpayer money to fund the concentration camps where over a million Uyghurs are in prison. And it's shameful. So just a quick point on this. Um, How many lessons do we need to learn about China? I mean, the pandemic that we're in right now came from China. Yes. Oh, fucking. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. The pandemic came from China. They sent it to us. They sent it in the mail. It came here through a message in a bottle. And then like a fart in a jar. This girl, this girl, she farted in a jar and she sent it into America from China. And that's how COVID got here. They sent it here on purpose through a fart in a jar. Fucking China. Like, China didn't purposely send COVID everywhere. That doesn't make sense. And do we even know that it actually came from China? Let's find out. Okay, so yeah, there it, it does come from China, I guess. It comes from China. I was wrong. I just didn't. I just looked it up. Um, but that does not mean they sent it here. I think that is assuming way too much. And... Assuming ill will on their part to what caused an apocalypse? Like, what is the point of that? Why would they do that? They, do, you, do you see how many people died in the streets of China because they, like, didn't have enough hospital space? You think they did that to their own people, too? Absolutely not. That doesn't make any sense. If they wanted to sabotage other countries, then they wouldn't sabotage themselves, too. And kill that many of their own people. That's so stupid. You're just trying to make China an enemy. You're you're poking the bear, first of all. And secondly, you're making the Asian community less safe with every word. They lied. They did everything. They were vacuuming up PPE before telling the world what was happening. So that when we all started to suffer, we couldn't get everything we needed. Your last quick thought on dealing with China and where you think Biden is. You mean they saved the PPE 
for their own people to protect their people, the PPE that they had instead of like giving it all to us because what we're more important. I don't know what you want, dude. I you want you want China to just like be America? Good luck. Good luck. Please don't try that. Don't try to do that. That is not going to be good for us. This is with China right now. So I think China is the single greatest geopolitical threat facing the United States for the next century. And I think we need strength and clarity to stand wow. up to China, to call them, up for the, call them out for their murder, for their torture, for concentration camps, for their lying, for their theft of intellectual property, for their espionage, for their military aggression. And you're right, for their responsibility, their culpability for, for COVID-19. I would prefer if you said call out the Chinese government, not call out China. You're making the whole country, like, into bad. When, like, the people that just live there, or that are from there, that aren't in charge, are just trying to fucking live their lives, and they probably don't like the regime that they live or lived under in China either. You know? Um, so maybe you should feel bad for the people that live in that country. And you should, I know it's just semantics, but you should say the Chinese government instead of China. That's just the way I see it as, as an Asian American. That is what, you know, I think that a lot of us would prefer because it does truly make a difference. I'm not just being like an oversensitive little pussy. I believe the evidence is compelling that it originated in the Wuhan lab, a Chinese government lab. They covered up the outbreak and they are responsible for the hundreds of thousands of deaths and the trillions of dollars of damage caused by COVID. And we need to have the strength to stand up to them, to call them out, to hold them responsible, and, and also critically to delink our supply chain so we're not dependent upon them for critical minerals, for medical pharmaceuticals for for I would love to know how we do that when they have all of the essential earth metals that we need for for our electronics does Ted not know how how that works I don't think he does but okay that's fine essential elements I've introduced over a dozen different pieces of legislation taking on China where are the Democrats? The Democrats are beholden to the big money wow. interests in their party that need Chinese markets to stay in business. I mean, and, and look. The entire world economy depends on such a massive country like China. That's just bound to happen. I don't know, like, what, what is this? Hollywood, yeah. uh, professional sports in this country. I mean, there's a tapestry. Yes. It's a massive market. What do you expect? that they overlay over common sense and safety with China that, that is just filled with lots of cash for their pockets. Uh, exactly look, I know right. some of your colleagues are about to hold a news conference on vaccine mandates. Just a real quick last word on that. The vaccine mandates from Joe Biden and the Democrats oh, are illegal. They're unconstitutional no, they're not. And, and, and they're an abuse of power. The, the president has no authority to force people to, to take the vaccine. Listen, when it comes to the vaccine, I, I'm pro-vaccine. No, I, you can, you can, you can uh, not take the vaccine. No one's, no one's forcing you to take the vaccine, but 
you can't get a job at most places if you don't get the vaccine. So you can just sit at home all day and do nothing and make zero money. Or you can get the vaccine. That's the way it is, man. And I think, like, did the House already shoot down the um, the Republican thing? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, they're... The, the Republicans are really trying to fight off these vaccine mandates, and I, I don't... It's fucking annoying, man, because we just... What's he going to say? He's going to say he's pro-vaccine, but he's pro-choice on vaccines. Oh, you're pro-choice on vaccines? Why aren't you pro-choice on fucking, I don't know, on women's bodies and whether or not they want to be pregnant? Why is that your choice and not their choice? I've been vaccinated. My family has been vaccinated. But I also believe in individual liberty, individual choice. It ought to be your... But I do not believe in individual liberty if you are a woman and you get sexually assaulted and there's a baby now inside of you that you definitely don't want. But now you got to live with it forever because I said so. Because I'm not for choice and liberty when it comes to women. And that is why my wife will not sleep in the same room as me damn choice whether you take the vaccine or not and it is amazing the willingness of, of biden and the democrats to just use the jackboot of government to force you to to, to to take a medical procedure against your wishes as i travel the country i hear literally every day from soldiers and sailors and airmen and marines i hear from airline pilots and, and flight attendants i hear from cops and firefighters and and doctors and nurses all of whom are facing real threats of being fired. Yeah, because they're part of the problem. Um, I don't know, the, all the little professions that you mentioned, the fucking village people that you just mentioned, um, that's who he probably met with, like, a village, the village people, but, like, cover, cover band. They're all dressed up like the firefighter and the doctor and the, you know what I mean? Those guys, young men. There's no need to, and he's like, see, I met all the village people, and they do not want the vaccines. I met a fireman, I met a doctor, I met a cowboy, I met all kinds of dudes. They're very, very buff, very big and buff, and healthy. Why do they need vaccines, huh? Why do they need them? So I heard from all kinds of professions. Because Joe Biden and the Democrats are so abusive. You know, the Chicago Police Union has said a third of the police department is refusing to comply. When Biden was asked about it, he said, fire a third. That's hilarious that the police department is refusing to comply when they shoot people of color for refusing to comply all the time. A third of the cops in Chicago. Yeah. This is madness. And, 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 and we need to stand up and fight for, for your right to make your own choices yet, 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 and, and make your so, choices talking with your doctor. So, so the irony of all of that as I see it, that overused little word irony, yeah. um, is that many of them are already vaccinated. And, and the point is advocating yes. for the right to make that choice and not have things like your job predicated on that. Uh, it is fascinating. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, I appreciate you being in focus on so many important issues today and, and really teaching us about that pipeline and its integral part We're in all really of this. really teaching us. Wow. We wow, you are such a teacher. Such a great teacher, Ted. 
Thank you so much for everything you do. Wow. Wow, so great. Um, wow, I'm getting, I'm getting mad. I'm sorry. Vaccine mandates are important because we don't, we, we've never had, or we haven't had a situation like this in what, like a hundred years? And back then, they mandated a vaccine, you got a vaccine card, you had to wear masks, all that kind of stuff, until it got better. And it got better because of the vaccines. Because we followed those restrictions, because we did the right thing, nobody was questioning, like, oh, what if the science is wrong, and what if they're just trying to keep us keep us distracted from what they're really doing, or they're putting something in us, like, nobody was... Nobody was saying that shit. And we and they got better. That pandemic got better. We have the technology to get out of this. And the only reason that we have the mandates is because people don't believe the fucking facts. People listen to some random person on like a QAnon board somewhere. And that's why we're fucked. So we need mandates. We need them. Because too many people are too stupid to do the right thing. So that's what I'm saying. Anyway, speaking of stupid people, there's a, um, a Karen compilation we can look at here. Another installment of Keeping Up With The Karens. Um, so let's see it. Let's see it. It's like a lady. Okay, you can't see this, but she's like yelling in a security guard's face. I wish I knew what she was saying. at a Spencer's oh Spencer's gift racism alive and well what did she say I like I don't know what she said I like there's never like the context that's necessary they take out the camera afterwards which is like okay I guess that makes sense because like you didn't know that she was gonna do this so I don't know well, let me fix the volume you don't, you don't need Guys, to, um, yeah, do Let's try to, um, let's try to just stay calm and cool, okay? So, 916? I really need my phone back. Stop looking okay. at him like it's her. Talk to him, he's trying to help you. Let me get the number, 916. Is everything in my pocket? Do you want to pat him down? You can pat him down, bro. Well, I'm, I'm still waiting for the number. <laughs> well, if it's, if it's, if just, it's... 
if it's in his pocket, it won't ring because he turned off your ringer as well. Yeah. You're also accusing us of. Even though he just emptied out everything in his pocket. Here's his pocket with his vape in it. You want him to, do you want to turn around? Guys, can we? She can't. Well, they have my number and, and they have my phone. Well, let's. You we don't have say, your phone. It was, I just stuck it right here. You walk right behind right, me. How about you type it in? I didn't take you it. type it in. I did not take it. <laughs> what would I even do? Right okay, I get it now. So she's accusing this dude of stealing her phone um, with no proof of it. He even emptied his pockets and all that stuff. Um, and she still doesn't believe that, that, um, that he didn't do it. Is it in your purse, man? Yeah, it is. I'm so oh sorry. My god. Really? Oh, oh my god. It's an... <laughs> oh my god. She looks in her purse and it's actually there. You fucking idiot. Oh my god. Alright, cool. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, you're not. I am. I'm so sorry. I just freaked out. I'm really... Damn, Karen of the week already. We're only two minutes and forty-one seconds in. So, oh, wow, this is gonna be a long one. Dumbass, scratch, bro, you sound dumb as. Yo, yo, how about you shut the fuck up? Fire two. Shut the up. Both y'all got little. I don't even go between your legs. Karen, it's Karen. It's Karen! You sound so dumb. Karen, look at the Karen of Tell Buffalo, New York. The Karen of Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. I mean, that's where Keemstar is from. So, you know. She looks young enough to be his girlfriend. I mean. We'll <laughs> oh, God. Why am I doing this? I didn't even get to hear an apology. I stepped out to look at the car and you started yelling. I stepped out the car and you started yelling. I stepped out. I didn't even get to say anything. But why would you ask Why would you ask that? You're asking that because she's tan skinned? No, no. See, now you're throwing it out of context. I asked y'all because you kept ignoring me. When I see you saying that I'm sorry and I didn't mean to, now you Jesus, like, what is her problem? Like, I, I used to go to school upstate, and there are a lot of people that are pretty, pretty insane upstate New York. I mean, I was in the psych ward in upstate New York for six days, so I met some crazy characters, you know? Um, she, she said that because she actually spoke, she was like, actually spoke uh, English. Dude, get your duty Don't nobody give a f about you. Bro, you're so lucky. I know. I should've been. You are should've been for you. Uh-huh, yep. I should've killed my last Yep. And then I would've knocked your teeth out. <laughs> the problem is... 
The problem is you're yelling. If you calm down, we can talk. We can talk if you calm down. If you calm down, we can talk. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm just saying if you calm down. Okay. Just hop in your car, dude. You got your food. Go. They already called the cops on you for trespassing too. You might as well go. They already did. No, see, I don't know her. She she hit our car. I was like, this is the most man in the world. I was like, I was like, wow, this guy is so basically, so my my wife, she's she's. You missed. You missed. Try again. You missed. Okay. Okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? I tried asking her. I'm trying to talk to her. If you calm down, we could talk. I didn't even get to say a word and she's just like, And yeah, she's speaking like this and she's a very, very white woman. I just want you to know. She's a very, very, very white woman. Like white AF. You you walked up on my wife talking about Oh, do you speak English? And then you got rude out of nowhere. How could I say anything with the window up? Now I am, and you've been yelling the whole time. You were yelling the whole time. You've been yelling the whole time. Just pull up. Just get out of here. They called the cops on you for trespassing. Get out. Exactly, because I had to wait for the cops to come. All right. You pull off, they're gonna find your. I don't want. You don't got money. You don't got money. Look at your car. You don't have money. I think. I think she's on drugs. Something. It has to be something. And I told her like to calm down so we can talk, and she's been yelling the whole time. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's yeah. Were you just threatening to hit me with your car? Bro, did I say that? Did I say that? You said to come over here for what? So you can hit me with your car? He's he's concerned. He's concerned about you. No, no, no. He's wondering if you're okay. He's asking if you're okay. He's asking if he was trying to. He was trying to see if you're okay. Hey, hey, right here. Bro, first of all, first of all. Oh, exactly. I hit him right there, bro. I hit him right there. I hit. Car, I'm holding sound, your door so you, you don't hit it. You sound dumb! You sound dumb! Hit it right there! Bro, I did 
Bro, I opened my car. He actually already called the cops because he wanted her out of the parking lot too. You gotta, you gotta take it down and out. Yeah, that's what I've been no, asking her to do. The cops, she's yelling at the cops now. Like, if she, if she wasn't a white lady, you know, like she would already be like dead. <laughs> you know. Alright, so, so here's how it all started. She hit the car, right? Yeah, by opening her door. I didn't even get to say a word or anything. I stepped out to make sure there was no scratch on it. And she's been like this ever since. I didn't, I, once I saw there was no I'm like, you know, whatever. But she's been yelling the whole time. To the point where the guy over there at uh, Vitamin World said, you know, you have to leave our parking lot. And then there's a car, that car right there pulled up. You don't have money. I don't care. I don't care about that. You scared because I'm yelling? You scared because I'm so yelling? So basically, Why you don't scare me? You don't my scare wife's me. in the car. And you ain't gonna shut me fuck up. And, uh, you ain't gonna shut me fuck up. Basically, uh, she approached this the vehicle after car, hitting the car. Talking about, oh, car, oh, do you guys even speak car. English? And has been yelling ever since because my wife is tan. I'm going to apologize okay. to his girl. Everybody uh, listening to me. Everybody listening yeah, to me. Yeah, it's been like this ever since. Everybody it's been like this ever since. Are you good with your card? The car is fine. It's just she's been yelling the whole time. And obviously, like, because she actually, like, oh, do you speak uh, English? Yeah. And then ever since she's been yelling ever since. Yeah. Like, so I'm assuming it's because of her skin complexion. I don't know. Because it's been like that ever since. But I was just, I was just coming to make. Oh my fucking God. That is crazy, dude. Wow. Like, what the fuck? What is, is that mental illness, drugs, or both? That that is a lot of energy, you know? Like a lot of yelling, a lot of energy, a lot of irrational choices. So um yeah, wow. That makes me uh makes me stressed out. So let's um let's do a uh, relationship advice. Um oh, what the fuck? All right. Um I guess we're going to do this one. My 31 female boyfriend, 32 male, always has a big poo before sex, and it stinks and puts me off. Not a troll post, I swear. Please read. If you think this is weird, then I promise this isn't a troll, but then it also might be a normal thing. I really don't know where it stands, to be honest. I'm not very experienced when it comes to living with men. Me and my boyfriend have sex two to three times a week. Wait, really? That's awesome. But um, we wash and brush our teeth beforehand as we are both considerate and hygienic people. I'm quite clean at using the toilet. I don't drink alcohol and always eat healthily. He drinks often and snacks late at night. Oh yeah, that's like me. Is this me? No, I'm not 30. After washing and brushing his teeth, he also has a dump. Like every single time. I know this because multiple times there have been poop stains in the toilet or it smells really bad when I go in or when he opens the door. 
<laughs> but if he goes in after me, poo grosses me out a bit. But I understand it's normal or whatever. <laughs> but it does put me off, put me off sex as it's always right before. A few times he's gone in first, and then I've gone to brush my teeth as I've done before, and I've told him I was going to, and he's firmly shut the bathroom door, stopped me like blocking the way, and said, "Are you ready?" and tries to lead me into the bath and in, into the bedroom like he doesn't really want me to go in there and i know why maybe i'm being a baby but it just really takes me out of the mood i can't police his pooping but i also can't control how much it makes me feel ill and not want sex i can be super turned on and then he opens the bathroom door and it stinks and my entire mood just disappears too long didn't read boyfriend always has a big dump before sex and it really puts me off um, so, you want to know what, what my advice is here? Drum roll. Communicate with him. Fucking communicate with him. That is always, I was just talking to my friend about this. I was just talking about my, to my friend about this. That, like, in, in a relationship, the most important thing is communication. If you have a problem with something that's going on, if there, there's a nice way to go about it, there's a nice way to talk about this. It's a perfect, like, it, your your issue makes perfect sense. And if you just brought it up to him in, like, a friendly way, then problem solved. He'll probably be like, okay, I get it. Yeah, poop, poop isn't very sexy. Just say that. Poop isn't very sexy, and it's stinky. Like, can you do that, like, way before we we have sex so that it can, like, the smell can just go away? Or maybe wait till after, I don't know, like, just, because you gotta, there's prep, you know, there's always prep to sex, and, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta not, uh, I don't know, you gotta be, you gotta be cool, you know, you gotta not have a stinky poop beforehand, because that, that could be a turnoff, so have that conversation with him. I don't think it's, it's not irrational, it's not weird, it makes perfect sense, nobody's turned on by the smell of poop unless you're into that kind of thing, which obviously you're not, um, so, communicate, communication is key, and, you know, take that advice, everybody, if you're in relationships, because hiding how you're feeling about something is only going to cause more distance between the two of you, so, that's my advice. Anyways, this is going to do it for this episode of the Short News Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm back on schedule. Thank you for for reaching out. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Nate, or I'll be there all week. Um, See you Monday. I love you very much, and peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game 
with on location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.